Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. Coming at you. Howdy. On the terrace. Howdy, Jesse. Definitely definitely on the terrace. Definitely. How are you, Joseph? Uh I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. It's October. Finally, you know, seasons are changing. That's feeling good. I was um driving to the office I think so. that was actually yesterday morning. I had to kick on the heater. I really r- realized that my favorite seasons are when they change. Right. Because there's something I about... I agree with that. Like, it's... You get into summer, and then at a certain point in summer, you're like, oh, gosh, I can't wait for it to be winter. And then it starts right. changing to winter, and you're like, yeah, it's getting cold. I can, I can put on some warm, cozy clothes, and I can kick on the heater, and that feels really good. But then eventually, it's going to get really cold for too long, and I'm going to be like, gosh, I wish it was summer again. Right, and, and that first ray of spring sunshine. <laughs> yeah, and then it's spring's like the going to come around, and it's going to be biting so wind of October. Yeah. We had a good fall. I mean, it was it was a nice late summer out here in the Northwest. But yeah, my house yesterday when I got here was 52 degrees. It was pretty chilly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're still stuck in this digital world. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, still strange times. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about how we taste coffee. You know, we were talking about this and um, like there's a whole part of the coffee industry that revolves around sharing little bowls of coffee and discussing them in very close proximity. I can't ever really imagine doing that anymore. I mean, there's a little (laughs) bit of almost like a PTSD response to being like, no, no, I'm not going to put my spoon in that. You already you already put your spoon in it. We're talking about cupping, of course, the tasting of coffee, which involves slurping from a spoon that you dip into a cup which everyone is dipping their spoon into and it's always felt rather questionable to me doing that right and there have been plenty of times especially in like winter months where i've opted out of doing those things just because i'm like i don't want to or maybe get cold and now it's like first and do one pass (laughs) and yeah obviously that can't happen at all during a pandemic but even after you know the pandemic passes how is that going to change i think I think it's still something that's going to have to happen at, and, you know, in the professional circles of, of people who taste coffee and, and use that process to evaluate. Right. And that's, that's what, you know, people like Drew up at Atlas and, and importers like that, they just do solo cuppings. You know, they set it up by themselves. Yeah. Which is, people in that capacity are doing that a lot by themselves anyways, because it's just their job to do that. For the rest of everyone else tasting, I mean, I guess we're stuck with what we're doing here right now, which is tasting coffee remotely. <laughs> Keeping it on the terrace. Yeah, so we, we kind of planned this episode out a little bit so that we have the exact same coffee and same batch of coffee roasted about nine days ago. So right in the prime window. Oh, wow. And it's that was pretty recently. I did brew this up pretty soon after I got it from you. And it was probably still pretty close to having been roasted then. Yeah, because you ordered your coffee on a uh, Sunday and we roast on Monday. Yeah. And then I mailed it on Tuesday. Wow. What service? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you get your coffee cup too? Oh, yes. Thank you. I did. Yeah. Thank you very much. I should have been having that on the picture you took for the show. I still need to still need to wash it. I've got... We're kind of going on a little tangent here. But so I've got the office <laughs> now with a recording studio and all the coffee equipment here. This place has no kitchen Right? There's a, there is a kitchen for the office building. Should I like, go downstairs for that? So Well, right. But I not have, a coffee brewing station in every office. Right. And prior to this, I've always worked out of an apartment, so I've always had a kitchen right there. The workflow I'm stumbling over right now is, well, what do I do about these dirty cups? <laughs> oh. I got to take this 
this this cup and this brewer downstairs every single day no I, that seems like really annoying so i'm gonna do the uh i guess the dish bin method and i'll just like wash all the dishes once a week or something like that you know take them down there and come back up but so i haven't washed the the cup yet it's the ah i can see the dilemma because you don't have like a bathroom like individual sink or anything in each office right hmm that's fine that's it'll that, work out that, it's just a different completely different thing yeah it'd be hard to do a cupping there you but, get a little uh washing machine like what we have at conduit the under the sink <laughs> and then true. just put your dishes in it and carry it downstairs and plug it in so far what i i do have is i, I do have a bucket because that that was that was the first thing i had to figure out is okay what do i do about the excess liquid like you rinse the thing and then i dump my water where so i have a bucket for that <laughs> anyways this is far i wish we could see that online coffee <laughs> Well, well but actually, it, that brings but us back is, to the point. We've lost our labs, right? We've lost the place where we go and meet, you know, for all the people that aren't, you know, top-notch coffee people that right. have their own labs where they can taste their coffee by themselves. I mean, how do, you know, green coffee sourcers, they're, they're traveling, they're hitting a lot of different countries, you mm-hmm. know, on a single trip, and then they're tasting coffee pretty intensely at these farms, you know, 10, 20, maybe some like 30 lots of coffee yeah, and picking them. And that's all done in a pretty good group. Usually it's kind of a, a guided tour, you know, mm-hmm. a tour of sorts. That's going to be difficult to replicate, you know, in a different way in this COVID world. So one of the things that I've been trying to address with Extracted, is kind of what we do with the podcast is, is connecting with people and teaching like virtually. But it's, it's more of a necessity these days. I ended up doing a, essentially like a, like a, webinar you know a digital seminar for a group that specializes in travel events so prior to the pandemic they would have (laughs) events around the world all the time sorry i'm just kind of laughing out of i don't know sheer exhaustion of pandemic bad news but what a terrible industry to have (laughs) that's right um and they have they have like hundreds of thousands of members in this in this thing something like that i don't know what their actual numbers are but they're they have a lot of people and they they would have events like you know something going on every single day basically somewhere in the world and you could sign up to one and then you know there's there are packages of you know you, you could like fly out to a big old event thing that would happen anyway obviously that all got canceled and so they started doing things online and so i i did a essentially a, a coffee webinar where I taught a bit about some basics of coffee, coffee history, why things are the way they are, and hopefully gave people some understanding of how to make coffee better at home. But it's a really strange experience to try to connect with people virtually over something that is such a sensorial experience. And I feel like that's always been a weird thing for the podcast, too. It's like we're talking about a thing that is entirely experienced that has nothing has nothing to do with sound (laughs) right entirely experienced in person in smells and in taste exactly yeah the touch and feel it's um i don't know how we've connected that other than we just kind of yammer about it and then we don't talk about those those things very much how did you solve that on your webinar or did you before before the webinar i i did some polling of the people who are going to be attending got a decent amount of answers just to to ascertain like where people were in their like experience with coffee right and it was clever it was primarily people uh who were, were really interested in knowing more about coffee but who had you know basic limited experience with the world of craft coffee like mostly people who 
if they were brewing coffee at home, it was some kind of auto drip machine. Maybe people right. were using a French press, but not really knowing the basics of brewing really good coffee. So essentially it did kind of a presentation of a talking about what coffee actually is and the story of its origination, because I think it's absolutely fascinating and gives really good insight into why coffee is the way it is now, like where it comes from now and why coffee tastes the way it does now is because of how it was discovered and how it progressed through history. So that's really fascinating. And then uh, I, I went through my basic, what do I call them? The, like the four core fundamentals to brewing great coffee at home, which is when you brew coffee, you measure by weighing the mass of your coffee and your water and using ratios. You buy fresh coffee, you grind it right before you brew, and you have decent quality water. And like, if you can master those four things, then you can brew any coffee any way well and really get into exploring. Because there's a heck of a lot more to it than just that, of course. But if you don't get those things down, then you're just going to miss out on a whole bunch. I yeah, like to focus it's on those to get on people that. in. Yeah, those are those are good things to solve. We've talked that talked about that a lot, but you know, having good water and using a scale and buying just fresh coffee will make all the difference. And it's also like those things they're <laughs> they're basic and I think you can demonstrate them even just visually and show to people that A this makes sense and B it's easy. I have noticed that when people are trying to learn about coffee, brewing it right is a really daunting thing because it looks like alchemy. But it's actually quite simple exactly once you just it's just coffee and it's not that big of a deal if it's not 100 percent perfect right you know i've been i've been training a lot of people at the new coffee project out here and mm -hmm. they i mean they're young and they pick up on it right away you know it's like you learn the mechanics of how things are going and then we can talk about how the ratios will change things you know right. and how to work on the grinder and solve some of the the flavor th elements that were are hard to understand until you kind of just are familiar with just brewing coffee yeah it, it's it's interesting because when i of course we talked about this before but i got you know a lot of videos on youtube and every now and then i get some really critical people commenting on there and almost all the time either it's a critical person who's just being mean for the sake of being mean on youtube which is pretty standard or it's someone who has like a differing opinion and you know, thinks I'm wrong or, you know, is offended by the way I do things or something like that. And, and always <laughs> when it's in, you know, when it's someone who has like a differing way of doing things, they're getting really into the nitty gritty, like details of nuances of how to brew a thing, like down to specificities in, in customizing your grinder to, to make something better. And for like 99% of people out there, that's just a waste of energy, honestly. It's a waste of energy for people like even you and me in right. those coffee snobs. I mean, I understand it and I appreciate it, but there's also a lot of really good grinders that are customized for various applications already. I don't know. I love that element of coffee. And I think that's the hardest thing to replicate in these bizarre times is that everything's done in person. You know, we miss our baristas. We miss, you know, all that interaction. And yeah, that, that atmosphere it's, and community is something that is really missing and, and hard to hard to replicate yeah. in any way. It's like listening to kind of like live music online. You know, it's really fun to hear the band and it's, you know, live performances that are recorded well are really energetic and fun, but it's just not the same, obviously, as being at the show and feeling that music and like yeah. really being in that experience. And the webinar, I mean, that's, I guess I'm trying not to get too pessimistic about the future of all this, you know, because I'm interested in webinars and you and I had talked about potentially doing something online with Espresso, which obviously we'll talk about in the show at a future date if we get there. 
I mean, that'll be the third time that we'd seen each other probably, you know, in, <laughs> in like nine months in person, right. maybe fourth, you know, who knows. But it's informative, you know, the information's there, but it's not the same. I don't know. I guess maybe I just have a hard time focusing on like actually getting in that moment and kind of being there for these webinars. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of like watching a any kind of online class or, you know, guitar lesson or something like that. It's just not the same. Yeah, for sure. It really is information focused, like teach this thing, learn this thing. And you, I think that one of the nice things about the webinar though, and in addition to that is you do get the opportunity to build some kind of connection because you, it is like you and you can be yourself showing that, right. but it, there still is the limitation of people on the other end are just observers. Even if they can comment and you can interact that way, it's still very disconnected. Yeah. It's like a giant lecture hall and you can sort of see what's happening, but not, yeah not be engaged with it. I have seen um, some people trying to, I think, maybe address this challenge in some ways. I think it was well, it was James Hoffman who did a like an interactive live coffee tasting where right. like a month beforehand you could like order to participate in this and what you're ordering is the coffee which gets sent to you and then you can like brew and taste it live alongside like James online, for example. Right. And everyone that's kind else of what, out there doing it. Right. That's kind of what you and I are doing right now. That obviously adds some variables to the brewing process and you know, what that means with the taste. But I realized that we had introduced this point that we're brewing and enjoying the same coffee. We haven't talked a lick about what the coffee is that we're drinking. Right. And that's I guess that's in, that's inherently my point is even though we're drinking the same thing, it's so easy to get distracted when you're doing it virtually that you're not actually engaging in that moment of, you know, slurping next to somebody on what they're tasting and, mm. you know, those little noises that people make when they sip it. So the Guatemala, Moña Blanca, nice little uh, Antigua Guatemala. Mm. See, I still have been doing cuppings at, at home. Yeah, I haven't done a cupping this year. Wow. I don't think. Uh, maybe maybe I did want a conduit in like January or something. Uh, but yeah, my, my coffee drinking this year has, has shifted uh, dramatically. I think probably one of the influences has been not like visiting conduit, for example, or other cafes and trying a bunch more coffees. Because a lot of right. my habits in the past included a lot more different variation and tasting and exploration of coffee. Whereas this year... Like I, most of the time I still am brewing like a Kalita wave, a, you know, hand brew. I'm getting like good quality coffee, but I'm, I'm getting less variation, less frequently, not doing like actual technically correct tastings. Yeah. It's creating some much different habits. I so, guess. I mean, this is something that you and I should keep track of, but I'm wondering if, you know, this virtual COVID world or, you know, small interaction world will change coffee. It's kind of like uh, some of your your other side work, the copy editing work that I shouldn't call it side work, but <laughs> your main employment <laughs> uh, <laughs> that you're given some opportunities to work with companies that you might not have worked with because of just the nature of them right. needing to focus on doing things virtually. You know, yeah. so in coffee, it's giving people that I would interact with people in like the Northwest or, you know, Seattle or even Fremont specifically. But now, because it's all online anyways, you can interact with anybody anywhere. Well, yeah, um, that, that's true. I think that... Know, there European are some... coffee roasters mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff, they're doing all their own webinars. And, you know, as this lingers, because we know it will, I think that, you know, we should plan on 
more webinars and figure out ways to engage with our and w- ways to engage more deeply online that are, are beyond surface, which is, in my experience, the way that most of, of coffee has interacted online has been in a very surface kind of way. Right. I mean, it takes a while to, to develop those techniques and, and figure out what people want and try and decipher when the virus will just simply disappear. Everything's up in the air, but you know, I think we're getting better at it. People like James Hoffman are certainly leading that charge and doing virtual virtual cuppings, virtual brewing. Right. Yeah, he's been publishing on YouTube for quite some time. I think this year has been particular growth year for his <laughs> online stuff for obvious reasons. I imagine there's been an, an increase in interest online of learning and coffee. I think that one of the things that is good about like the digital opportunities is that people don't have to find a good cafe and go into it in order to learn these things in order to discover some new possibilities like it's much easier to to come across like a video online or a live online thing than it is to go find a you know the right cafe to learn from you know that kind of thing i mean it is yeah i mean there's an armchair element to it that makes it easy to find that i think that it's also really hard to engage. If you're new to it, it'd be really hard to engage. You know, if you don't know how to taste coffee, or it's really hard to think about the tasting notes. I imagine, you know, it's more difficult well, to yeah. learn that skill by yourself online. I think like a coffee tasting online, you know, that kind of like interactive thing is really only going to appeal to the kind of people who've done that sort of thing before, depending on how it's presented. Like I could see a coffee roaster approaching their customers and being like, you know, for their subscribers this month, we're sending everyone this coffee. And on this date, we're going to brew it live. Won't you brew it along with us and try it out? Less formal tasting, but still like, uh, we're going to you know, we're going to do this together. Come and learn about this coffee. Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that information. That's, that's I mean, less I, information to me than it is extending the connected experience of coffee to the virtual right. world. I mean, I guess that's the challenge then also with the... I mean, that's exactly what we should be doing at Conduit, but we're not. You well, know? that takes I mean, a lot of a lot of effort. Like yeah, pretty, exactly. Pretty I mean, that's... That webinar was... I don't know. I, the, the whole thing was about an hour and a half. I think my presentation was 45 to 50 minutes. And then I did like 40 minutes of Q&A afterwards. Just because there were... You know, everyone had their own unique perspective and, and questions and understanding. And it's really interesting seeing the... Uh, like a lot of people just have really basic, basic questions. And it comes down to coffee having this like mystical complexity that it really doesn't right. have. For you to put together even just to come brew along with my thing, that's probably five to eight hours of your time for, you know, an hour thing. Right. I mean, there's a lot of setup. There's a lot of planning for it. You know, yeah. there's the materials that you send out and there's email in addition to like a written material, mm-hmm. you know, that goes with the bag. I mean, I, if you're doing it every month and you get on a routine with it, it becomes easier with the setups and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it's also not something you could afford to pay somebody to do. Nor would you, know, you so want to, because it's about connecting with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could... Joseph, pay... you and I should do a live brewing event so that we, we can connect with our, our listeners. Um, yeah. Well, so I, I actually... It, it, interesting you bring up the do it again thing, because as soon as I, as soon as I did that <laughs> webinar and finished it, I was like, that went great. 
well, now I have this whole webinar prepped, I should just do it again. So that's something I'm going to be look to do. Uh, I'm going to look to do soon. Uh, I have to finish getting my new recording space set up well for that lighting and everything. And this is, again, my point to even if you have all the stuff together, there's still a whole bunch on the back end that, that just, it takes up a whole lot of time. But, uh, right. but yeah, maybe I mean, we could coordinate with, um, with your roasting one of these months and do a live thing. Right. Uh, we had been talking about, you and I have, not on the show, I don't think, have talked about home roasting. And I want to mm. kind of do some demonstrations of that. The Market Project Coffee out here in, in Port Townsend is a it's going to be a great location to, to demo that live for people. I do want to practice that. And I want to share that. Because I think, you know, if you want to get into learning about, you know, advanced stuff with coffee, there's the brewing element of coffee. There's all sorts of stuff to learn about that. Yeah. And different different grinders and different brewers. And, you know, if you get into home espresso, there's all that, that whole dimension. But there's all this stuff leading up to that bean that you're buying, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that some people will find that, you know, roasting at home is a, is a really awesome way to learn so much more about coffee in addition to brewing. Yeah. You know, because when you're roasting, you can feel that moisture leave the bean. You can watch it leave the bean. And that then affects, you know, the grind and particle size and the water temperature and everything that you can dial in after the fact. And so if you know what's going into that roast, then you can also brew that coffee better. I think roasting is, like home roasting is something that I think... I hope we'll pick up a lot more in the next 10 years. I'm really interested in seeing a world where most of coffee is roasted and done like on a local community, like small community level. Like right. get your own little local community together and hopefully someone there is like interested in roasting and then just supply coffee that way. Yeah. I mean, it's there's economic elements yeah. to that as far as, you know, renting the space and having a roaster that's available. Right. There, yeah, there are naturally challenges you, to it. Um, and so that's, that's the challenge that I'm kind of working on now is how do you have a coffee roaster? And this is unrelated to conduit, but how do you have a coffee roaster that isn't roasting that much coffee? But it's yeah. a big piece of equipment. You know, I mean, it's just like a walk-in cooler. You know, you don't necessarily need it all the time, but, you know, certain days of the week you might at some of these, you know, farm-related businesses. And it's a, just a big piece of equipment. And so you have to sort of combine that business with all the other things yeah. that that space can can do and that's that's the that's i think going to be the future of this small town well i think uh because there there isn't enough volume in in you know when you get out of this out of the city there isn't enough volume of consumers to warrant big wholesale focus you know but you need that volume in traditional coffee roasting wholesale program you need that volume to sell the coffee Mm -hmm. so or to to make it you know make enough profit to to grow the business because we talked about small profit margins uh, bellwether on the on the show before i think that's i think one of the places they're trying to address because if i recall well so their their main thing is like let's say you run a small cafe and you want to roast but you don't want to like invest in a huge roaster so they have like a roasting solution that you can rent essentially or lease or they have different options for it but it like right. fits in a cafe it's unobtrusive allows you to roast small amounts at a time and and just always kind of have fresh roasted coffee just for your cafe but I think one of the things they were interested in doing with it is expanding to focus on consumers such that, let's say you want to roast your own coffee at home, but you don't want to have a home, like a roaster at your home, or you can't for a variety of reasons, but you still want to roast your own coffee. Well, go to your little cafe nearby that has a bellwether and just, you know, pay to Use roast it. your green coffee on it. And they like have the interface for that. I don't know if they're doing that yet, but I think I 
believe I read that that's, that's something they want to do. And I think that's yeah. a really intriguing solution as well. I think that, you know, as this world continues to change, you know, it's, it's important people like ourselves in our positions that it's important that we keep looking at this technology. It's been around for a while, but might have a different application in, you know, this future mm-hmm. COVID world. Oh, yeah. It's, so, it's something I kind of want to get back into, and I don't know if it is pandemic related, but I actually, I don't have a place to do it now. <laughs> but those like little Beamer, those, those don't produce that much smoke. The, uh, the roaster I have now actually doesn't really produce any smoke at all. Uh, right. It's just a matter of not really having space for it. I think maybe you and I could go on a little home roasting expedition as the winter months sit in. Yeah. Share our experiences. Because that's how I started home roasting. And it's been a, almost a, it's been a decade since I've done that. <laughs> well, to our listeners, I'd be interested to hear if you've seen any videos or virtual coffee events recently that, that really felt like good things to you, where you were like, I want to do something like that again. I'd love to see those and, and hear your thoughts on them. Yeah, I'm curious if, if your coffee habits have changed at all because of the virtual emphasis, you know, coffee, Zoom coffee meetings or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. we did our Zooms over the summer. We should do another one of those soon, too. Probably. <laughs> uh, stay up to date on all of our, our fun extra stuff. You want to join our Patreon. You go to coffeeliversradio.com, click on Patreon, join. Dot com. Yep. Oh, also, uh, just throwing this in <laughs> at the end here. All of the third crack episodes are now available to all patreons so at the sweet lowest tier finally i was able to do that i had to go into each and every one and change how it was set up <laughs> support us on patreon coffeeloversradio.com we have a lot of fun and it just gets better and i think it's it's gonna be okay joseph because uh, you know this, why uh, this guatemala is really good <laughs> we still didn't talk about it nope <laughs> next episode cheers This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.